yeah, what's up, Achievers? It's me, your host and friend, Billy Power. Welcome to the show. It is uh, Monday, February 27th, 2017. How are you? How's your life? How's, uh, how's it going out there? <laughs> Did you see the Oscars last night? I didn't really, uh, I didn't see it, but uh, I got just a moment of it. I think I tuned in at just the right moment because... Uh, when uh, when we put it on, Jimmy Kimmel was bringing a bunch of people off the street into the front row. <laughs> and uh, if there was any question in your mind uh, whether or not uh, celebrities in general are super douchey, well, let that be erased. Except for Ryan Gosling and um, Jennifer Aniston and a few others uh, who played along. I feel like, uh Yeah. They were not happy to be uh, rubbing up against the average folks. <laughs> just take a look at the uh, faces of these people in the first couple rows and uh, just to see what you think. I'm sure you can find it somewhere online and take a look at it. And uh, yeah, just just uh, judge for yourself. See what you think of uh, the look they have on their faces and see if they look excited to see these people in there. <laughs> I don't think they do. I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think that they do. All right, enough of that. I'm not a fan of uh, award shows. Uh, if you are, no offense. Um, I just don't like, in general, the idea of uh, giving out awards for artistic achievement. Uh, because anytime there's an award, there's a winner and a loser. And uh, as a general concept, I don't really enjoy that very much. I don't know if it... Uh, is just because it's my generation or what it is, but I never, I missed out on the show The Wonder Years. Are you a fan of The Wonder Years? My wife uh, loved this show when she was growing up, and uh, it's on Netflix now. There's over 100 episodes, and it's pretty much my new favorite thing to watch. Uh, I think we've already blazed through like uh, the first season and most of the second season. The episodes are about 20 or so minutes long. And uh, <laughs> this show just uh, perfectly encapsulates uh, sort of the, uh, you know, youthful angst uh, kind of uh, thing in a way that I've not really seen in a lot of other shows. The writing on the show is especially sharp, and it's just full, chock full of uh, incredible uh, one-liners. There's one uh, episode where the main character... Uh, he gets his feelings hurt by his family and uh, he says, you hurt my feelings and now you have to pay the piper. <laughs> and then there was a, another episode where he becomes uh, curious about his father's work and what his dad does for a job. And his dad uh, takes him into the office with him and they're having a little uh, father son coffee break. And uh, the father says to the son, Kevin, you can't do every silly thing that you want in life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, I'm really enjoying watching that show and uh, going to keep watching that. If you're a fan of the Wonder Years, uh, kudos to you for uh, being in on that early. I feel like a uh, friend of the show, Zach Schultz, is a big fan of that show. I could be wrong, um, but I, I feel like that's a generation or two behind me was uh, that that was like a seminal show for them, and, and I'm glad that I'm uh, finally catching up on that. Uh, also, since the last episode, it seems like I'm not the only one who enjoys uh, Peanuts dancing. I heard from uh, my old buddy Mitch, uh, who I was in uh, my first punk band with in high school, Mitch Wilson from San Diego, and uh, he sent me uh, his own rendition of the Peanuts dancing music. Yeah, 
I did not ask uh, Mitch if I could put that on here. I'm sure he would want you to know that uh, he was performing as part of a school uh, kids concert. And uh, that's why there's all that fun uh, crowd noise on there. But I just had to put that on here. Uh, you know, uh, Mitch, uh, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you've probably heard the uh, letter that I wrote to Mitch when we were a band together in high school. Um, with some concerns that I had <laughs> and, uh, Mitch has been a great encouragement to this show. And I just wanted to play that. Uh, I thought that was cool that he put it on there, but, uh, yeah, if you're ever having a bad day, just, uh, watch some peanuts dancing. It'll, uh, it'll make, uh, everything seem better. I promise. Yeah. So, uh, hi Mitch. Thanks for that. I can't believe that, uh, March is, uh, this week. <laughs> I mean, can you believe it? This year is already flying by. There's like already two months in the can and it just seems like every day uh, is flying by uh, so quickly. And uh, as a person person of Irish descent, uh, March is always the month that, uh, of course, we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. And for me, for the last several years, it's always meant uh, going to see the Dropkick Murphys on their uh, shows running up to uh, St. Patrick's Day, where they do these uh, series of shows in their hometown of Boston. I've been a long time Dropkick Murphys fan. I'm not going this year. It feels weird uh, to not go. Last year, on it was their 20 years of uh, Dropkick Murphys tour, and I went to the show. And uh, maybe about three songs into their set, my wife got a flat tire and I had to leave. So maybe I'm still bitter from that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it feels weird. I've been joking uh, over the past few months that I'm retired from going to shows. Uh, I went out on a high note going to see the Descendants uh, in New York City. Uh, they have a new record out this year. Descendants, one of my longtime uh, favorite punk bands. And uh, I saw that they announced for punk rock bowling for this summer uh, in Asbury Park. And uh, aside from the specials and the Buzzcocks and uh, whatnot, one of my instructor's bands, actually, uh, Doug, who plays in a band, uh, is a guitar teacher for me, plays in a band called the Van Saders. They're actually playing on it, and they're great. Um, but yeah, it's like $60 a day or something. Now, I just... Uh, I don't know. I can't bring myself to do that. I think the most that I ever paid for a concert ticket, uh, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, when I went to see U2 at Vanderbilt Stadium on uh, on the tour where they had the giant claw uh, stage set up and all that stuff. And definitely it was outside and uh, just unbelievable production and, and show. And I think that ticket was like $50. And I just always think to myself, could it really be better than that? <laughs> I also remember like in the 80s and 90s, now I'm really sounding like one of those old guys back in my day uh, stories. But I can remember going to see the Warp Tour uh, in the early years in Seattle where it was like uh, Good Riddance and Civ and and uh, Quicksand and and uh, every punk band you could want to see from Bad Religion to Social Distortion. Uh, and I think it was like $20 or something, <laughs> you know, two stages like all day. I don't know. Inflation is not kept up with the uh, entertainment dollar there, but I, I get it. I mean, they're all out there working hard and trying to uh, retain all this money they've been hemorrhaging in the age of streaming and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today, but uh, I understand. Uh, it's just not as, uh, I don't know, it's not as entertaining as it once was, that's for sure. Uh, especially when you got to stand out there all day. I remember, uh, and last year was actually really cool. I got to meet uh, Colin Sears from the band Dagnasty. I got to met, meet uh, Chris Sherry, who's the uh, guy who illustrates uh, Milo, the Descendants logo, and uh, hung out with my buddies Dan and and uh, Chris and um, Joel, which was cool. Um, 
But I don't know. It just doesn't seem worth it. I got to see Iron Sheik last year, who I love, and uh, Dag Nasty, who I had never seen. It's kind of like getting around to, like, if I've never seen them and it may be one of the last times they tour, like, I see the damned is coming around and I never saw them. I thought about maybe going to see them. I don't know. Just talking off the top of my head here, but it is weird. Uh, I can, I, in my, if I could talk to my, the 20s version to me, I could never imagine him saying, there's going to come a point where you're going to seriously consider not going to shows anymore. Oh man. Uh, I guess I just need to find shows that are cheaper where I can sit. I also don't like how, um, alcohol is such a deciding factor for so many of these shows. I feel like I've said this before. I don't know if you're going to listen to the show. You got to just get used to me repeating myself. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to not caveat things of, I may have said this before. Um, and then we'll just have an agreement between you and me that, uh, I'm probably going to repeat myself, but, uh, I just don't like how, uh, you know, uh, I always enjoyed going to all ages shows back in the day. There doesn't seem to be much of an all ages uh, music scene anymore. Everything's been taken over by uh, bars and and selling alcohol and all this kind of stuff. I and I guess it's the only way that uh, venues can make money. Um, but I don't I don't really enjoy that factor of things these days very much. Um, I feel like uh, it cheapens uh, the art and the music. And uh, when people are there just to drink and that kind of thing, they act like morons. That's kind of part of the reason I'm done with the Dropkick Murphys, too. This last time when I went to see them, I was there such a short period of time and guys were bumping into me and spilling their drinks on me and everything else. And I got to be honest, I don't really enjoy that much anymore. <laughs> the, the, uh, the personal sacrifice of space and uh, people acting like idiots uh, is hardly ever worth, uh, whatever is on there. And especially these days when there's so much stuff on, uh, YouTube and all that kind of thing that you can watch. I mean, it is different than seeing it in person. Um, but you know, what can I say? I'm getting old. Speaking of, uh, music, I did uh, spend a good portion of the day and this week been doing, working on some uh, Spoken in Tongues pre-production. If you don't know what Spoken in Tongues is, uh, it's my new uh, moniker I'm using for all my new music that I'm going to be putting out in the future. And uh, I started doing some demos back in like 2013, something like that. And uh, I've been earnestly working on that part of this recording course that I'm in in school here is to get adept enough at mixing and editing and all that kind of stuff that I can uh, produce my own records. Um, and uh, yeah, so I have it pretty well honed down to about 10 songs now. I've been taking some pre-production notes and, and re-recording stuff. I spent a good maybe four or five hours yesterday retracking a bunch of guitars and bass and and uh, different things like that. And I thought it might be fun for those of you who listen, maybe not. If not, you can skip forward. Uh, but for those of you who are regular listeners and maybe you are fans of any music I've put out in the past, I thought you might enjoy uh, hearing a few clips of some stuff I've been working on. So uh, here is uh, some music from one of the newest songs that I really recently wrote uh, and recorded. Uh, it's called Lost Plots. And uh, there's no vocals, uh, just music at this point. And the drums are actually sound great, but they're fake drums. So just keep that in mind.
All right, so that was a little bit of Lost Plots, uh, verse and chorus there. Of course, not mix, not uh, anything. So just uh, take it with a grain of salt with the audio quality there. And then uh, here's a bit of another one called uh, All Hands on Deck. So that's a bit of all hands on deck. Uh, what I'm going for is kind of like a uh, Eddie Money uh, meets the Clash kind of vibe. <laughs> uh, something like that. Uh, you know what? What the hell? Let's play uh, one more. This is the third one I was spending some time uh, working on yesterday. This one is uh, tentatively titled Rapper Feuds. So there you go. I don't know if that's ill-advised or not to uh, let you guys in on a little bit of the demo uh, action there, but there you go. There's uh, three little clips from uh, some songs I've been working on uh, for this Spoken in Tongues record. And uh, the plan is, oh boy, here we go. How many times have I said this? (laughs) The plan is uh, to uh, have my buddy Chris, Mr. Weibel, Chris Weibel from Everdown, uh, come down hopefully in the fall. Uh, when I get into second semester here and then for my student project, hopefully uh, record all the drums and vocals and finish this thing. So there you go. A little sneak peek of uh, some music that I've been working on. I'm trying to keep myself honest here. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to get out of here, man. I did watch Homeland yesterday. If you're into that show, it's getting crazy. And uh, was watching Grimm here uh, the other night. I uh, didn't like the last Grimm episode that much, but uh, that show's almost over. I am excited to see, though. Uh, have you ever seen this show, uh, The Leftovers? My buddy Mark Solomon turned me on to that show. Uh, it's this crazy sort of post-apocalyptic uh, event show, and this is the final season of that show, and that looks awesome. Getting excited for that. Uh, but, yeah, got another busy week ahead. I appreciate you listening. I am interviewing somebody for an interview show uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but uh, hopefully I'll get that done and out on Friday. So you can look forward to that. Hey, uh, I hope you're uh, having a good week. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. See ya. All right. That does it for another episode of the Urban Achiever Show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your mail. As always, you can reach me at billy at urbanachievershow.com. Have been hearing from some of you. It's much appreciated. 
And uh, you can reach out on social media as well at Urban Achiever PC on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and what have you. Although Instagram is uh, my preferred platform of choice these days. <laughs> uh, the Urban Achiever opening and closing theme show music were written and performed by my main man, Ethan Luck. You can check out Ethan at ethanluck.bandcamp.com. And uh, you can also go to urbanachieversshow.com for past episodes. You can subscribe on iTunes and uh, ratings and whatnot are much appreciated. Anyway, you guys, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Keep up the good work. I'm proud of you.